Hey there, everybody. I'm Brother Donnie Spano, and I'm so glad that we have this time together. And if you would, go ahead and get your Bible out, and let's pray. Let's, let's ask God together for His help that I would only say what He would have me say and that we would hear it, you know. It's amazing that even as I'm ministering, God will minister to me. And there's things that I'll say, but I don't say exactly what the Holy Spirit says to you. And He is, the Holy Spirit is, our teacher. And there's none greater that we could have. God gave us the best. So let's together release faith and have some good time with God right now. Father, we ask of you, we're asking for your help. Help us, Father, to see clearly what you would have us to see in this, your word today. Help us, Father, by the helping of the teacher, the Holy Spirit, that you would help us to speak it and hear it correctly, accurately, Father. And right now we take authority, Father, over Satan, over his plans to hinder this word, your word, Father, in these scriptures to enlighten us in this time. We say, Satan, we, we bind you up in Jesus' name. You may not touch this teaching in this time in Jesus' name. Father, thank you for this. Thank you for giving us victory. Hallelujah by our Lord Jesus Christ. And Father, we thank you for helping us as we leave this time to not just hear these things, these words of yours, but to be doers of them and that what you have sent forth by your word would purpose in us and through us what you desire to be done by your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Now we are touching on this message on humility. Humility. And we're going to start here in Matthew, the 11th chapter. I'll give you a moment to go there. And we're going to graciously put it up there so that you can see it on the screen as well. And Matthew, the 11th chapter, we're going to look at verses 28 through 30. And here in Matthew eleven twenty-eight, we see that Jesus is speaking. And Jesus says, Come to me, all you that labor and are heavy laden. And what's he going to do? Say this with me. And I will give you rest. Have you ever seen a professed Christian that's stressed out, anxious, worried, not at rest? Well, what is that a result of? That's a result of refusing to come to Jesus. And yet they're professing, I'm like Jesus, I'm like Jesus. And Jesus is saying, if you're like me, you'll be at rest. You won't be worried. You won't be distraught. The whole world could be crumbling around you and you are secure. You are at peace. You are at rest. Why? Because you're like Him. He is the one who can be in the midst of that ship, tossing and turning in the midst of those, you have to think, fishermen, professional fishermen are around him and they are fearing for their life and Jesus is in the back of the boat sleeping. He is the one who is at perfect peace, perfect rest, and those of faith enter into rest. And so when we come to him, when we yield to this humility and we yield to his way, we find rest this world can't give. We find a source and supply that no one except ones like him know. And let's continue. He said, take my yoke upon you. The yoke came on oxen and it would couple the oxen together. 
and it would enable more work to be done. Where one oxen would do this much work, two oxen would multiply that ability. So as a businessman or woman, you wanted this. You wanted to couple this animal together and cause these animals together to do much more, right? And let's think about it. If one had all this job to do and another came on and it made the work easy, then it's causing the animal to be at rest. And Jesus is saying this. He's saying, now come on over here to me. I'm here. Come next to me. Let my way come over you. Let it come around your neck. Let it yield yourself. Allow my way to be your way. Allow my teaching and my will to be your will. And guess what, my friend? You will find rest. You will find peace. A lot of people, they're, they're yielding to hobbies, thinking, I'm going to find all the relaxation I need. It can't be found in that alone. Now, God can use that as a gateway and a channel, but you can play all the golf you want. You can fish all you want. And that alone, as an outlet, that can become work. That can actually become stressful. And you can do all that hobby all you want and still not do what? Find rest. Because the rest is in taking His yoke upon you, doing what He's called you to do, doing it His way. And He said, take my yoke, Jesus said, upon you and learn of me. Now, I don't care how long you've been with Jesus. I don't care how long that you've known Him. I know elders in the faith, they'll, they'll talk about I remember Brother Kenneth E. Hagin, he'd talk about how the more he'd gone on with God, the more he found he did not know. And it's in wisdom that you grow and you grow and you realize the more you grow, the less you really know. And this is humility. Humility in the eyes of humility always know that there's more to be learned of him. There's uh, aspects of my fellowship with him I have not touched, but I can. There's aspects of knowing God and knowing Jesus that... Uh, that are just right there at the brink of me accepting and saying, yes, I want to know you more. Yes, I take your yoke upon me. Yes, I'm going to go further with you. I'm going to go all the way. And that yielding to Him is what enables us to find rest that others don't and to tap into life like others are unable. Because God is the source and the essence of life as it is. Any true life we've experienced was a result of what He spoke into this earth years ago. Oh my. And so we find here, rest. And He said, take my yoke upon you, learn of me, for I am what? I am meek and lowly in heart. Lowly means not puffed up in heart not exalted up in heart. He was not exalting himself. He was, yes sir, submitting himself. Jesus learned the, the lifestyle of submission. He learned the lifestyle of obedience to the will of God. And if we want to find true rest, and we want to find true success, this is how we find it. We take it upon ourselves His way. His way of doing it, His way of saying it, His way of thinking about it, His way. And as we do, we'll find we ourselves will be meek and lowly in heart, not puffed up in heart, lowly in heart, 
And what shall happen? We shall, you shall, find rest to your souls. Your mind at ease. Your emotions secure and stable. <laughs> the will of God has this encompassing protection over your heart and your mind. And His peace is able to pass all understanding and keep and guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. And the only way that it works is if you enter in and you couple together with Jesus and you say, I want your way for my own and I allow all that is you and all that is yours to come over all that is mine and be a directive and influence upon every part of my life. And as that happens, we enter into a place where your mind and your emotions are in check, in balance. Why? Because the life of God ushers in pours over them and causes them to show his glory so he continues and says this is the sum of that for my yoke is easy my burden is light many people are looking for an easier way to do life this is it you want to find the best and simplest and most enjoyable way uh, to have in this life this is it it is the way of christianity because what we're talking about right now is a basis for belief. It's a foundation for belief. Pride and humility. Humility and pride. These are precursors to determine whether you and I are going to walk in the kingdom of God or not. Whether God will have His way in our lives or not. This is what Jesus preached as the gospel. Look at it for yourself. He was known to preach the gospel of the kingdom of God. The only way that you and I can, can allow God to have His way in our life is if we submit ourselves to Him and allow Him His way. And this is how He can bless what is ours when others don't see it. This is how when, when destructive forces come in and tear up places and towns and nations, it doesn't touch ours. And yet we're right in the midst of it all. Because... Thank you, Father. Well, we'll build on that. Let's continue, and let's look at uh, Proverbs, the 22nd chapter. Proverbs 22, and we're going to look at verse 4. One thing God will never do, He will never make you or me submit. He will never make us humble ourselves. Now, I say this because others have taught he will do this. If you don't humble yourself, God will make you humble yourself or He will humble you. If He was to humble you or me, He'd have to humiliate you or me. God is not in the business of humiliating people. He's not in it. And, and He's not going to start. So if you and I don't humble ourselves, we will not be humble. And there are consequences to that. And we've touched on that previously, but one of the big consequences is that He must resist us. He has to live far away from us. And this is where many people, this is their lifestyle. They, they seem like God is so far from them. The truth is, He is. And it's not His fault. It's been their own choice. Now here in Proverbs 22 verse 4, we find, By humility and what? And the fear of the Lord are riches and honor and life 
Now, Jesus, you'll find that he was heard of God in his latter days when he was praying. The scriptures say he was heard of God in that he feared. He reverenced God. There was something in Jesus. In fact, he was so known to not be so concerned about what men thought of him. So much so that, that people would come to him and say, we know that you're not, you know, you don't seek the honor of men. We know that it doesn't matter to you what men think of you, that, of men, if men value you. He was so concerned that God was pleased with what he did. And that reverence, that respect for God and his things was a leading precursor in everything he did. And it's why he was successful. He, was, he allowed God to lead him. He allowed God to show him the right way. He depended on God. You know what? He's our example in that way. You and I can be led of God, depend upon God, and in the same way, live just like that. And we find here, it's by this humility and this reverence that are what? That are riches and honor. This is value. And the respect in this life and life itself. People are looking for the, the riches and the honor and the life through other means. And in fact, when I found this, the Lord had showed me this. He said, many of my people are seeking the riches, the honor, and the life, but they're going about it by the wrong means. The only means that you and I are going to find God's riches and His honor. And I'm, I'm going to say this. If God honors you, men will honor you. It may not happen overnight, but you give it time. You really give God His place. You really honor and value Him above all else. And it will be seen through men. And He will honor you through men as well. It's bound to be because God works through men. And so, the riches and the honor and the life, God's, this comes through humility and the fear of the Lord. It comes through what Jesus said, come to me, learn of me, take my yoke on you, let me lead you in the right way. Now let's look at this, let's look again at 1 Peter chapter 5. Again, we're really building on what we've already looked at, so it would do you good to go back and hear these things again in, in our previous message on this. 1 Peter 5. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. First Peter 5, we're going to get some aspects, some characteristics that we can consider as parts of pride. Now, let's look at this. And First Peter 5, we're going to start there actually in the first verse. And it looks like we'll, go, we'll be going through the 10th verse. I'll let you know if that changes. And... Um, here Peter's ministering and he says, The elders which are among you I exhort, who am also an elder, and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, and also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. He continues and says, Feed the flock of God which is among you, taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint, but willingly, not for filthy lucre, but of a ready mind. The Amplified Classic, I'm going to read that to you, it says, Tend, nurture, guard, guide, and fold the flock of God. That is your responsibility. Not by coercion or constraint, but willingly. Not dishonorably motivated, 
by the advantages and profits belonging to the office, but eagerly and cheerfully. And now in the King James, as we continue in the third verse, it says, Neither as being lords over God's heritage. The Amplified Classic says, Not domineering, not as arrogant, not as dictatorial, not being a dictator and overbearing persons over those in your charge, but being examples, patterns and models of Christian living to the flock, the congregation. And that's what it says in the King James, as being lords over God's heritages, not like that, but being ensamples, or you could say examples, to the flock. And when the chief shepherd shall appear, that is Jesus, hallelujah, you shall receive a crown of glory. Will God reward you for what you do? Yes, He will. Yes, He will. You shall receive a crown of glory that fades not away. It will not be taken from you. And he continues and says, Likewise, you younger, submit yourselves to the elder. So who's going to make the younger submit? God won't. If the younger don't submit to the elder, then the younger will be unsubmitted. You could say, um, well, we'll leave it at that. He said, yes, all of you be subject one to another. Now, this is, you, anytime we look at a scripture, we don't take it away from God's leading and His Holy Spirit showing us, right? Because when it says all of us to be subject or submitted to one another, that does not mean that there's a demanding that everybody just submit to everybody because then there's no order. There is order in submission, and you and I will be led of God. The Holy Spirit will show us who to submit to and how to submit. And um, in that, we find how to help. Now, in all this, well, let's continue in the Scripture. It says, Yes, all of you be subject one to another, and be what? Clothed with humility. So now, if there's never a time that you and I submit to anyone that is an elder, then we're finding we're refusing to clothe ourselves in humility because that's one of the very characteristics of clothing ourselves with humility is we're submitting to our elders now in continuation it says for god resists the proud and gives grace to the humble well that is a prime perspective in why we ought to be listening to this right now why we ought to get this out to our friends and go, hey, you need to hear this message. Why? Because if we don't want to be resisted of God and we do want to receive His grace, which is His enabling ability, you want to do a job like God's power can enable you, you want more grace. Well, if we're yielding to pride. And now why would He say this to Christians if it's a far-fetched thing that you and I could yield to pride today? No. It's because this is actually more common than we have realized. There's more yieldedness to pride than many would like to say. It's not very common you hear people say, that is my bad, I need to repent right now, I have been too proud today, right? You don't hear that very frequently. So when we look at scriptures like this, you'd almost wonder, well, why is it saying this? There's no proud people around us. There's not a single proud one. None of these people are being resisted of God. They're just all good. Obviously, that's not the case. And we need to check ourselves on an ongoing basis. Am I yielding to this pride? Because if I am, I want to correct it. I want to get it right. I want to get it right now because I want His grace. 
I want, I want him near. The proud he knows from afar. I don't want that. I want God to be right in my business. I want him to be right in my house, in my family, right? In my work. I want God in my stuff. How about you? Yes, we do. So this is why we're looking at this, because he gives grace to the humble. And it continues and says in the sixth verse, humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Exaltation comes from God. Promotion comes from on high. It comes from those who are willing to humble themselves. And the protection from above comes to those that humble themselves. How are you going to be stayed from COVID? How are you going to be kept from poverty? How are you going to be spared of that sickness and disease? How are you going to be spared of divorce in your marriage? How? Because the mighty hand of God was able to cover you and keep you and his grace protected you and enabled you to overcome everything. It was because you decided, I shall humble myself and submit to God my Father. And it continues and gives us keys as to how you and I can tell if we've submitted ourselves or not. So I want you to tune in. Listen here. And he continues and says, Casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. So have we casted the care on him? This is an action of humility, which means pride will not do this. The proud will keep it to themselves. I got this, they'll say. I don't need any help, even God's. And a lot of times they won't say that, but inside they're holding on. They got this. Who are they depending on? Themselves. And when it comes between pride and humility, it comes on depending on who? Depending on man or depending on God? Depending on self or what I know or depending on Him who is not limited? Thank you, Father. And so if we continue, we, say, we see that He says in the 8th verse, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil as a roaring lion walks about, seeking whom he may devour. So one, you realize that he can devour me. You're, you're vigilant. What does that mean? You're looking. You are active. You're not fearful, but you're also not a fool. And you realize you are in this earth that is filled with evil. And you have an enemy who is an accuser of all that are the church, accuser of the brethren, and he's all the time looking for ways to steal from you, kill you, and destroy you. And in humility, we'll realize that's honest, that I realize I need to check myself because there is one who has the power to devour me if he has the place. Humility will look at that and recognize that. Pride will act like they cannot be devoured, can't touch me, can't hurt me, no matter what they do. Listen, if God's not on your side, there's a devourer that will take your hide. You need protection. And so that's one of the ways we can see pride or humility. Now, if we continue, he says, um, the ninth verse, whom resists? Who? The devil, who is like, like a roaring lion walking to seek community whom he may devour. 
This is whom we are to resist, steadfast in the faith. Hallelujah. So if we're fighting some other one or some other thing, if we're resisting another, it's pride. It's not humility. Humility knows who their enemy is. Humility sees it clearly. Humility is based in honesty. Knows, I know who the devil is. I know who my enemy is. It's not my spouse. It's not my manager, right? It's not my employees. It's not, these are not that, that civic personnel, right? They are not my problem. My problem is that devil that has been out for thousands of years. He knows how to cunningly deceive and I need to steadfastly resist him if I'm to be a humble man or if we're to be humble men or humble women, right? We must resist him steadfast in faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. Now it continues and says, But the God of all grace, who has called us into his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that you have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle you. This is product of humility. It's willing to suffer for a time, but it's perfected in its suffering. When we talk about suffering, suffering means someone else is benefiting by my limiting. I am limiting myself. I am, yes sir, submitting myself for the help of another. If no one's benefited, it's not godly suffering. Now let's continue in this because I'm seeing we're, we're coming on time. Dependence on man or dependence on God. This is key to the kingdom that Jesus preached. Now let's look here. Do we have time for that, Lord? No. Let's look today at... Um, yes, sir. I want you to go with me to 1 Corinthians, the fourth chapter. We're going to look at some truths that are good for us to, to keep mindful 1 Corinthians, the fourth chapter, go to verse number four to start out. Hallelujah. <clears throat> First Corinthians chapter four, verse four. And we'll go a couple verses here. We'll go down to verse six, but we want to meditate on this fourth verse for a moment. And it says here in the first Corinthians four, four. For I know, what? People don't like thinking like this, but I know what? Nothing by myself. This is what we can call an in you and in me, in you and I truth. In ourself, we know how much? Nothing. Nothing. And that may not sound very encouraging, <laughs> But it is very important when it comes to humbling ourselves and knowing who do we depend on. Because if I don't know anything, I should not be depending on what I know. Because <laughs> how much is that? None. It's nothing. For I know nothing by myself, Paul was saying by the Spirit of God. Yet am I not hereby justified, but he that judges me is the Lord. But he said it. Now let's continue um, for time's sake. Let's go to uh, the six. Well, where do you want me to take us to, Father? Yes. 
go to the sixth verse. We're going to look at verses six and seven. And he said um, in the sixth verse, Paul's continuing some of these thoughts. And he says, And these things, brethren, I have in a figure transferred to myself and to Apollos for your sakes, that you might learn in us not to think of men above that which is written, that no one of you be puffed up for one against another. For who makes you to differ from another? And what have you that you did not receive? Now, if you did receive it, why do you glory as if you had not received it? Did it come from you? He's saying, what you have, you didn't just make that. It was given to you. And if it was given to you, why in the world would you act like you got it all by yourself? You see, one of the big ways that pride comes in and is yielded to is by not giving God glory for His grace. Not giving Him thanks and credit for what He has given. Because in all actuality, if we have it, it was received. It was given. It was by grace. Through faith. And so... Let's look together now in John chapter 5, verse 30. John chapter 5, verse 30. And I'm also going to go to our next for time's sake. So you're going John 5, 30. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. And um, you can also go to Romans 7, 18, or be prepared to at least. We're going to look at that as well. So... John 5.30, Romans 7. Hallelujah. And it says here in John 5.30, Jesus is speaking. If it's good for Jesus, it's good for you and me, if we're Christians. And he said, I can of mine own self do what? Nothing. Jesus talking. And he said, of myself, I can do nothing. So now let's take account now. In and of ourselves, we know nothing. In and of ourselves, we can do nothing. As I hear, I judge, he says, and my judgment is just because I seek not my own will, but the will of the Father which has sent me. Now let's go to Romans 7:18. In and of ourselves, we know nothing. In and of ourselves, we can do nothing. Now let's look at Romans 7:18. And as you're going there, I'm going to go to our next verse because I know we're getting close on time. I want to make sure you don't get shortened on any of this. Get it all to you. Get you a full load here. Thank you, Lord. So here we are in Romans 7, verse 18. And Paul is now again by the Spirit of God saying, For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwells or you could say he has no good thing for to will is present with me but how to perform that which is good i find not so in ourselves we have dwells no good thing so there's three aspects we can look here three in you and i truths and i know we're getting close on time in and of ourselves we know nothing can do nothing and have nothing but I want to say something that should encourage you you and I are not by ourselves and in him we know all we need to know in him we can do all 
things in him hallelujah we are complete we have overflowing ability and security in him he is our all in all you and i are not apart from him so if we're depending on him what are we lacking not a thing and humility will account it this way will recognize i'm not apart from him nor do i want to be I don't want to depend on me and my things. I don't want to depend on anything I know. I don't want to depend on anything I have. I don't want to depend on anything I can do. I want to depend on Him. Hallelujah. And with that, I believe we shall close. But there's much more to see. I got notes from my notes. So come back for more. We love you. We bless you. We will see you soon. Hallelujah.